friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. So happy to be here with you today. The music in the background is from our good buddy, Mr. Torn Wells. Make sure you grab a copy of his album, Citizen of Heaven, like uh, most of your friends have already done. So many people grabbed it when it released last week. Make sure you get your copy as well. Speaking of stuff releasing, tomorrow is a fun book release day for our, particularly for our friend, Jenny Allen. Y'all know Jenny. She's been on the show before and other Enneagram 7. But one of my dear friends who is an author, a speaker, a preacher, also is the founder of The If Gathering. Her new book, Get Out of Your Head, comes out tomorrow. And you guys, it's so, so good. And I think you're going to love this conversation. So here's my friend, Jenny Allen. Remember last time? Yes. We like were talking for 15 minutes and then I was like, when are we going to start? And you were like, this is the podcast. Are we doing that again? (laughs) When you said, remember last time, now we're starting. (laughs) So the first uh, (laughs) minute and a half where you spilled all your secrets, no one will ever hear. Oh, darn. (laughs) I I thought they were, it was going out into the world. Jenny, all of our friends who are listening to me also listen to your podcast, including me. How do you feel about podcasting? Isn't it the best? It is the best. What do you love about it? What was I thinking not doing that? It is because, you know, my whole shtick is, I mean, it's not really shtick. It's discipleship. (laughs) (laughs) It's call my life. calling. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I mean, it's like the thing I like think about, talk about, live for all the time. And so it's just the greatest means to that. Like to to bring people along on a journey. Because for me, public ministry has always fallen short when it comes to like week by week walking with people. Mm-hmm. And so it's just been, I love it. And you know what, for me in a signing line or from a stage, I'm probably not going to go in depth about how hard it is for me to disappoint people. Mm. But Jeff Henderson and I can sit in here and talk about it yeah. and then push release yeah. and publish. And yeah. I've been able to have a conversation about how hard it has been for me, how how much I disappoint people right now. And I wasn't able to, do, I can't do that in another medium. It is... Yeah, it's the most. I mean, I mean, it's intimate. Like we're with right. people while they're running, while they're doing dishes, while they're driving. Like right. it, it, it's unique. I, I'm with you. The intimacy has done two things for me. Yeah. It has given us way more friends who feel so up close. Yes, and it is such a gift. I mean, when people say, "What do you love about your job?" I'm a. I really, actually, genuinely love all of my job most days. Um, but the thing that feels like it has the most life to it is getting to do this. I know. I, I said that the other so day. They, somebody said, what are you most excited about right now? I was like, honestly, it's podcasting. Yeah. Because I'm not getting tired of it. I just – and it's so easy and it's not costly to life, right? Like you're – you it's rolled out of bed of and you showed up here and, you know. This is not a rolled out of bed look, Jenny. Is well, that you, what you're expecting? You look hot. <laughs> you're for like, all people that's that, your rolled out of bed look. That, that don't know. You could have done more for hot. us. No, I was comparing it yes, to yes, a, yes. Flight and, a flight, you know, because I'm yes. here in the studio, everybody. I know. What are you doing in Nashville? I'm, I'm this and who else? Well, um, we're doing a bunch of stuff with compassion. For Got the tour. it. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is Bethke here too? Bethke's not here. Okay, so you're doing all the meetings yes. and all that. Okay, tell me about the tour. Uh, yeah, I'm going out with Jefferson Bethke. And I mean, are we going out at a similar time? Are we in a wave on the road? A little bit after. We're the last week of February, first week of March. Yeah, we're better. We're later, but don't ask me dates. I don't know. I know. Well, I only know because I have to go. Yeah, it's sooner. It is soon. Okay. So yeah, it's getoutofyourheadtour.com, and we're going to a bunch of cities. It'll be fun. How many are y'all doing? Uh, Nine or ten? Yeah. What about you? Uh, we're doing eight. We're doing two, four that might be true. shows. Yeah, if you're doing a compassion tour, you're it's probably, probably doing it in sets <laughs> of know. four. So you can be I doing eight or 12. Or... This is the first time I've gone out with compassion, but yeah. I'm excited. I love it. A, their team is unbelievable. Oh, I can't wait to meet them face-to-face. We've yeah. only worked over the phone. Yeah, so. their team's unbelievable. And everywhere we go, we get to help release kids from poverty. <laughs> Like, oh, it's so powerful. What a dream. And, and I mean, I've been a fan of their work for so long. So yeah. it, it's easy to trumpet them. Yeah. They are 
they do great work. So. And I, I mean, all of our friends are going to want to come because Jeff Bethke is one of like the most consistent voices on this podcast. Oh, I We've love had that. So many episodes with oh. him. He's just brilliant. He is. He is, and everything he's talking about right now is changing my life. Like his yeah. his recent book. Yeah, I I cannot wait. Gosh, I want to go. This is the problem with us only seeing each other. I know. Every like, let's talk about all the months. things. I want to talk about all the I things. I am going with your friend and your pastor, former pastor. It makes JP, me so happy. Jonathan, Jonathan is one of my best guy friends. I really? love him. I love him. I've been in a fight with him for a little while now because he left our church and yeah. he's pastoring in Waco. Yeah. And I felt really sad that he left her. Everybody's sad. Yeah. Um, but it's sweet to watch watermark people talking to him and about him on the internet. It's really sweet. I mean, it just when he you leave somewhere well, pastor. it is very evident. He was a great pastor. And he is for this church. I'm so excited for them. I mean, yeah. Waco, I have such a heart for because Baylor's there and college students. And he's Speaking of Baylor, here's what you and I don't know. We're recording in December. Our football teams played each other in January. Yeah. And by the time people hear this... What will happen? What? Who is the winner and who's the loser here? Yeah, we need to. We need to like record something. Yeah, big. I'm gonna drop in right here. Yeah. Depends. Who on won who the wins. game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna drop it in right here. And I'm it'll just... so Baylor today too. I've got you my Baylor, Baylor green. Yeah, I'm excited to spend extended time. And Jonathan's wife Monica is coming with us for the first weekend. Oh, I which love I'm that. Monica. Oh, about. she is. You need to pull her on stage. Okay. Pull her on stage. Oh, she'll pleasure. love it. Okay. She'll love it. Oh, great. I'm being very I sarcastic. can tell. Yeah, she's going to kill me, but I think it'll be so fun. Yes. Yeah, she's fantastic. What have you seen? Tell me about the differences. I want pros of both, of doing tours like you've done, like I've started doing, and going to conferences or events that are already planned where you step in. What are the pros of each of those? Yeah. So I was, I was, it was not working for me. Speaking was not working for me. And the reason it wasn't working was I would land in a city. I would have no context of that church. I wouldn't know how to serve that church. Uh Um, It just felt very disconnected from if gathering and all the other things I was doing. And so this, to me, it gave context. I wasn't alone. I go on the road with a bunch of if girls. We get to talk about if gathering while we're on the road. Um, It feels very connected to my real life. Because I get to take usually one of my girls, right. um, go on and the road And when you mean one us. of your girls, do you mean one of your daughters? One of my daughters. Okay. Yep. Almost every tour, daughter's been on the road with me. Yeah. And so it just feels connected to my family versus just, and I love, love teaching and serving local churches. Yeah. But I didn't feel like I was doing a great job at it when it was just a drop in, give this talk for this event yeah. that they have planned versus we get to bring in the whole experience and we yeah. get to work with worship and just tie everything together. And so it has just been for me what I'm such an experience builder. I care yeah. so much that um, top to bottom, like we 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 do our best to give people God. And it feels like in this context, it's a lot easier way. You're going to love it. You haven't done it yet. I've done um, Come to the Table Tour. Okay, good. But I That's right. You So you've slept on the bus. You I, know. Oh, yeah. That's a part cost. of it. I'm, well, see, I love that. Yeah. To uh. me, that's the <laughs> highlight to me is yeah. – Yes. Because there are things about doing local conferences and events that we jump into a church that's already going that make me feel alive, where yeah. I'm like, oh, show me what y'all are doing. Who are you? You know, yeah. like, I kind of love some of that. Yeah. But what I have loved about touring is I don't have to wake up. I mean, wh- what was what was hindering how much I loved the experience of doing events was the waking up at 3 a.m., getting on a plane at 5 a.m., speaking, landing at 2 p.m., grabbing a meal, speaking, yeah, speaking Saturday morning, speaking Saturday flying afternoon, home. flying home. Just yeah, in, that's in, the thing. I yeah, just could, it, uh, that was getting it was dam- actually damaging my brain. Yes, it was. It is. It's a really <laughs> hard. It's going. a really hard lifestyle. And, and yeah, and I think we get to see so many people and go to so many cities in two long weekends. And so yeah. for me to not leave my kids as much, it just yeah. all is a good fit. Yeah, and I think they're both. I mean, here's what's true: is for you and I to get to do all the conferences and events and church things we did. There were people who had done it before us that started saying no for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and they opened up doors That's for right. us. That's and what right. this says to me, what I have experienced, because I have talked to the Lord a lot, and you have too, about, am I doing the right thing here? Yes. Are, are we building the right thing here? Because as we move forward, so for the rest of 2020, we're doing touring the podcast a little bit. Yeah. We're doing some other tour stuff. And then 2021 is almost all touring Yeah. and where we bring the whole experience. And... And part of that to me is 
that if God is calling me to that, he's actually also yeah. giving me the opportunity to open the doors for some other men and women to go and speak at events and That's conferences right. that have the right word for the right people on the right yep. day. Yep. And I mean, yes, it is. I, that was the other thing I think I wrestled with about it was I'd be there and I'd look around and there were unbelievable leaders and women that I know could open their speak Bibles and speak that, and teach. Jenny. I think I'm that like, you all don't need the time. Me. You're paying me to come leave my kids and... And you have a word, and like go, go give it. And I think that culture of, of you know, bringing in a speaker for an event, when it comes to the local church, I hope that at, at least regularly that churches mm-hmm. will look around and go, who do we have within, and how could we build an experience yeah. within, and and that's a way to raise up because women are looking to use their gifts yes. and. And so that's and they look at us and go, too. I want to do that. Right. And then they come to a conference where we're doing that, and I'm like, No, 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 Carrie, you right. get up here and do it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like people, I would love to see. Why, it. why do we do what we do? Because people gave us a, sh- a that's right chance to do it. That's right. You know, I was able to teach in my local church, and that's where I taught for 15 years. You know, yep. so I think we've got to make sure those those women and those opportunities are first. We we vet and look locally. Okay, so that's a great conversation to have with the people who are planning the events. Talk for a minute with the women who want to speak. Oh, yeah. Because for me, you said, I taught locally for 15 years. For me, I taught high school Sunday school. That's right. And no one knew ever. I taught high school, high yep. school Sunday school every other weekend for my for five years. Oh, yeah. So my Bible study was seven people. That was a max for me uh, in my living room. Yeah. From the time I was in college, I started, I, I really fell in love with Jesus in college and immediately started teaching my Bible. And mm-hmm. so first Bible study, some people know the story is Revelations. That's what I taught my yeah, first Bible study. <laughs> no, um, I love so, that about you. So, uh, I mean, that's if how it was. the world didn't know before, they I can mean, know you started with really, Revelation. Really bold. Oh, but dying. anyway, all the all the people, like, I mean, it was just always girls that I could see at a table or girls I could see on my living room yeah. floor. So, yeah, that's all it was. And then and towards the end. And if it had stayed there. Oh, when, I, I when always try to get back God. to that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think there are some people who are who don't have any aspirations, and but can have this narrative in their head, which is what your book "Get Out of Your Head" is about. They can have this narrative in their head that says it's not enough that I've led a Bible study in my local church for thirty years. Oh my gosh, that's the best stuff. That's, that's the right. Best that's stuff. the best stuff. I don't have another thing that is sweeter and better than that. When I go speak in in bigger events, there's just more people. And you don't know them. Like there's something about day in and day out walking with people over the long haul and watching their spiritual journey grow. There's nothing better. And and I would say any other thing we ever doing is an overflow from that. That both of us, that's how we started. And I almost every friend we have, oh, that's how they started. I don't know anyone who didn't start serving locally. Right. And yeah. and it for over a decade or more. Yes. You know, so it's not like it was just a little while. It's like right. no, we we were in obscurity doing that for years. Right. And and obscurity from the internet, not obscurity from the people in our lives. The internet didn't exist when no, I started. Same, same. <laughs> but I think even that even that phrase, I, I don't want I wasn't obscure then. You know, we were all doing kingdom stuff that matters. You weren't oh. obscure then. We just weren't on big stages where a lot of people saw us. Right. Right. But it was absolute I know. I know. I wonder if because all the public stuff is so public if it'll just kind of fade away. And do you think so? I kind of wonder if we'll go the other. Well, no, I'm just thinking oh, in of heaven. In heaven. Like <laughs> when we are looking back at our lives, like I wonder. I just I I live with the reality in my head that the prize is the disciples that I know. Like that's what I'm going to be accountable Jenny. for. And the other stuff, I'm like, you know, I'll be obedient here and there, but I'm going to make sure I've always got my little, you know, gaggle of girls that uh-huh. I'm investing in in real life. Because yes. just in case the other stuff just, you know, burns, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think God uses it, right? Right. But I, you know, if everybody were to say these are the five people that have changed my life most, it would probably be five people that you know in real life. It may be one of us that's public and four people that right. you know in real life. Because I would say I didn't know Beth Moore and she shaped my life. Sure. And changed my life for decades. She's actually, you're on the show Monday. She's on the show Thursday. And oh, I'm like, well, dying darn dead it for about you. it. I know. I know. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't I even talk to you about it. You're her like friend. You have her phone number. It's so casual for you. <laughs> Not for me. Not oh, for me. Oh, girl. I will cry it's a bad start change. to finish. She's sitting here. She's sitting in this chair. No. Oh, darn. No, of course not. Are you kidding? <laughs> 0%. She's sitting in her house and Skyping in or something. <laughs> Shoot. I say a lot. When we moved into this office, I came and prayed one day by myself. And I felt like the Lord said uh, that He was giving us His place to send people out, and I was like, "That I don't send, I don't do that here." But the longer 
I've prayed into it and thought about it, I thought the things that God actually, the first things he'll talk to me about, he will talk to me about how I handled books and how I handled stages and how I handled the internet. But the first things I think he'll talk about are how I handled Jenna yeah, and how I handled Eliza right. and how I handled Maggie That's right. and, and Connor and Craig and all these people who have come through as employees of this particular company. That's what God, that, that's my number one. Is oh. are the people who, who are I'm an authority over? Yeah, day to day, do they know? Are they healthier body, mind, and soul when they leave me than when they got here? That is all that matters to me, mm. right? Oh my gosh! I told my team this week. I said, "How big is your team at this point? How many people are y'all running?" We run fifteen to twenty. Okay, you know, I think we're right at how like many 16. if turns is that? How many you know, are staff and how many are We didn't are have if turns. turns this year, so they're all staff. Oh. They, we had a, built a fellow program, and they stayed on, but they're they're now staff. They've been there two years, so they oh, feel wow. like staff. And yeah, they each yeah. have positions. No and, kidding. Um, and hopefully, I mean, we'd love to keep all of them. They, yeah. They, it's, we have the greatest team right now. It's so, so, oh, it's just, it, work is fun. And so I told them on, on Tuesday, I just said, you know, I stopped everything. I was like, listen, because I lead devotional on Tuesdays. And I said, I just, I need to say this. That if one of you has a question, <laughs> so random, but if one of you has a question about inerrancy of the Word of God mm. in the power of the Holy Spirit, it, like I just went through like doctrinal things. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have this feeling constantly about them. Like I am in charge of, I'm accountable to God for your faith. Yes. And I don't want to hear, I was like, you're here for a season. And I was like, we don't cover that stuff every devotional, you know? Um, but but I'm willing to, and mm-hmm. I'll go there. I, I want to make sure, like you know God, that you believe His Word, that you are, are, you know, that you're, you have the tools to walk with Him forever. You know, yeah. And and I think that's just that's the weight we carry. You know, mm-hmm. with the people that we are discipling, it's different than speaking. It's it's a whole to me. It's just two different universes. Yes, yeah, that's right. Speaking is an overflow of that, but it's a spark. Yes. You know, it's just, I go in and I drop a little, yep, I drop a little, a little spark. Mine's a spark. Yours is a firework show. (laughs) Yours is a firework show too. But we're just this one night of, and then we leave and they go back to doing the the hard ministry without us. And hopefully like Beth did for you and so many, and you know, for me it was um, Canicut Camps, you know, it was, that's where I really fell in love with God. And so it was it was um, Joe White and, and that place. And so whatever it is that spark is for you, then you go back to the faithful people that are investing in you over time. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's where it is. And I I think that everyone listening has at least one person that they are, if they're choosing to, disciple. And, and it doesn't even have to be official, but like parents are discipling their children. I mean, faith people of faith are discipling their children. We're discipling, if you're a teacher... I mean, I taught public school, and I still discipled those kids. Heck yeah, mm-hmm. every day, and because it's and, so holistic, right? We're talking yes. about how to how to date, how to parent, how to pay your taxes. Like, I mean, right. it's just, just like this is because I bet you have those conversations with your staff, like one hundred percent. Well, We're I don't all, the, not the paying of the taxes. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Another like, person, I've got a person in my office. For that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> same, same. Yeah, but I mean, y'all are sitting around eating lunch, and someone's in a new relationship, Absolute, and they're going, oh. Jenny. How do we? Oh, yes, that's my favorite one. Yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> I love love. They all make fun of me all the time. Yes. Are we going to talk about it? Can we talk about my love life right now? Maybe. Oh, Annie, come I don't on. Know. Oh, all the people want to know. Come on, <laughs> come on, bring it. We talk about your love life a lot. I know that's actually true, <laughs> but not You're usually exactly in front right. of people. Yeah. Um, no, but I think that. That is so valuable to remind people what you're saying of like, you're discipling someone right yeah. now. And whether you, and I literally just had Nancy Mattingly, who you know and love, yes. is, a, uh, is my mentor here. And we sit down. Shut I your know, mouth. I'm undeserving. I know. There's no question that I Come don't deserve on. that, that is not, kind of person. No. I know. She's unbelievable. I, I mean, she's unbelievable. I know. She sends me, I think it's twice a month, maybe. You probably get one every day. No, I don't. Um, but yes. I, 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 like a detailed a prayer. I'm like, Nancy, you are, she's a prayer warrior. What yes. a gift. She means it. What that, a the gift. The thing, and what people should know, she actually, for decades, worked for Beth. Mm-hmm. And then has, she's moved here to Nashville and to be with her children. But that benefits me greatly. Because having a mentor uh, who knows our professional career, yep. but I also know, knows God oh. <laughs> and can speak into my private life. It is. Yeah. She actually walked me through over breakfast, a stuck place I was in 
and yeah, it's that whole, it's exactly what you're saying. It's because she had the framework of what we do and it yeah. helped. It yeah. helped. We just, all, we all need a plethora of people, right? I mean, right. it's not going to come from one person. It's going to come from probably multi- multitudes of people over your life, but, but we have to seek it out. We have to not be afraid to ask. Yeah. Did she ask you or did you ask her? We started, when she moved here, she said, one of the reasons God called me here was for a handful of y'all who are here. Oh. And and <laughs> it's and I went, yes, okay. as much as, and so th- it's funny because we have a, that is a very understood relationship. We haven't DTR'd it, but both of us, I mean, it's very understood oh, yeah. who we are. No, she, Meanwhile, she the girl that is she knew what she was 27 doing. that I'm mentoring at breakfast on Saturday, she we like had the DTR of like, okay. And I'd let it as the older woman. I said, I don't know how much you want me in your life. Let me tell you what I'm what I would love to do. I would love for this to be yeah. real and intentional because I hear you saying you lack that here. Yeah. But we have a real great personal relationship. And I'm saying I have the bandwidth for you. And I think that DTR matters because you get more intentional. Yes. If you have that permission, yes. right? Like we don't. We don't sit there. We, you and I would maybe like we're pretty bold with each other and say things. We'd probably say anything with each other. That's but, true. <laughs> but you don't always just take on that position of authority and like speaking mm-hmm, into somebody's mm-hmm, life mm-hmm. unless there's clarity that that's yeah. asked for. And, and that's what for she and I, the younger girl and I. I mean, I needed to say, hey, I'm happy to do that because people assume older women's lives are too busy for them. No matter who you are, you think the older woman is too busy for you. Yeah. And so, so as the older woman, I said, hey. I will be whatever you want here. Mm-hmm. I am happy to step into this role. And she said, that's really what I want you to do. And I was uh, like, great. Here we lucky go. Lucky Then here's what, well, lucky me. She's, no, no, no. It's such a, no. I, I feel lucky. It. The thing about mentoring, and you know this because you do this professionally, and the thing about discipling people <laughs> is it refreshes <laughs> your faith to watch someone younger than you do yeah. it again. Oh, oh. I mean, it is magic. All my girls that I ba- that were my babysitters now have their families, and they're doing the exact same things that I did with them, which really? was fold my laundry and I'll teach you the Bible. <laughs> really? That's what you said? You were yeah. like, stick around after we're done babysitting, fold the yeah. laundry. Go to the grocery store with me. Yeah. 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 And they just sit there, and they'd fold socks, and I would open my Bible, and I'd teach them. Or we'd talk about whatever relationship they had, and we'd both fold socks. You know, I mean, it was just, that's what we did. We did some life together, and it was... It wasn't organized. It was very organic, and I loved the, I loved those years. But it's so cute to see them exactly doing right with their babysitters. What what yeah. I did with them. Um, that feels like the next book you need to write is fold socks together. Fold socks together. and just be like, so true. here's what it looks like. She's yep. a she's already in your house. Yep. She is already, yep. you already trust her with your children. Right. Let her stay an extra hour. Yep. I mean, I, I loved those families that I would stay and talk for right. 30 minutes or something when the parents got home and yeah. they would listen. I just think it is, I mean, that's what you model with If too. We've t- I've been a part of If with you uh, since you kicked it off. Yeah. Thankfully, thanks to you. You're very kind to let me be, watch it grow like a little baby. But I've always loved If Local the most. I know. It I is. Just, it's the best. Well, it's next I think week, by the way. Congratulations. Yeah. You're releasing a book tomorrow, and you have <laughs> If next week. So that's casual. That's yeah. an easy couple of weeks it's for wild. you. It's wild days. <laughs> Tell me what you love about If. Why has it been? Um, it's what, what you, you just said. I, I think, I mean, we never could have imagined how it would become what it is. And and the way that it became what it was, was local people saying, I want to I want to lead my people. I want to see people come around the Word of God and and Jesus. And so they raised their hand and they said, I'll do it. And thousands of people keep saying that. And they keep bringing together people in their homes and their churches and their college campuses. And it's just, I mean, I will never, ever, ever get over it. I'll never get over the stories of, I mean, I think about uh, we were on the road with tour and we get to hear stories. It's the yeah, best. Yeah. And so we we were having like a little pregame meal with a bunch of if local leaders. And one of them said that she really felt called to put people's names on their mugs when they were going to have a non-recyclable. Uh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Non-one-use plastic. Yes, non-one-use plastic. <laughs> and they had mugs for everybody for their coffee. And it was just a little sussy, you know, for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And she didn't know everybody coming. So strangers end up coming into people's right, home. I mean, right. it's, it's really crazy. And they just sign up. And, and so she, but she put everybody's name on it. And one girl walked in, and she was all alone. And she picked up the mug and later came back and told her 
that she was desperate, that she was coming out of suicidal thoughts. And when she saw her name on that mug, she felt seen and safe and like she stayed for two days. Those girls are now her friends, like her real life community and friends. And I'm like, that's my favorite part is that people, you know, I I spoke at Women of Faith back in the day and just a few times at the end. And I, I, you know, I watched all that and I looked at it, but I, I mean, there was a disconnect for me. I was like, mm. what I want to do is bring people together in real life. I yeah. want people to really, you know, have the the blessing of confessing to people that do life with them day in and day out, to to not show up in a stadium and do that, but to do that in with their neighbors and with their friends where they can walk through whatever healing that requires or walk through whatever freedom that gives them, you know, yeah. with other people that love them and know them. And so I think that's my favorite part is that all over the world, you know, whatever happens, and I believe great things will happen in Dallas in that room that yeah. you and I will be in. Yeah. But I really believe in the living rooms. Yeah. And I really believe in Me too. all the places. And and some of you are listening, and you're like, I want to go. I want you probably can find one. Wherever you are right now, you can probably look up and there's probably one in your city. If there's not, you can host it. That's right. Um, but it really is a How supernatural thing. Iflocal.com? Uh yeah, go to iflocal.com. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When we started, I mean, that first year you said, hey, will you come and host the live stream for yep. If Locals? And I was like, Jenny, you have scratched my itch. Yep. That is exactly I who know. I want to be, is I want to yep. be the one that everybody at If Local yep. feels like is we buddy. see them. Yep. Yes. I yes. mean, I, I absolutely loved that role the years you, that we got to do that. Yeah. I just thought, Joy Egrich and I, I just thought that is that is exactly yeah. right. And do you know, remember the one year I missed, I was because I was at a wedding, and so I went to the If Local in yes, New Orleans. Yes, it was so cute. And we oh live streamed in. We need to get you. New Orleans. We need to send you out to some this year too. <laughs> I just loved it. I it's thought it was best. so fun. I know it's um, magic. What is when you think about what's happening this year? I have loved watching this year shape and mold from 2019 to 2020. Yeah, but it's just it's about Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that it. I mean, hopefully it's it always, always been. has been. Yes, but. but- but I think, you know, last year we taught through the book of Proverbs. Well, that just puts you talking about all co- money and relationships and all these different things. And so this year I just – I was craving. I was like, okay, we we got to simplify. Yeah. And and so we're doing more worship, more prayer. Um, we changed venues. The venue last year was just really fancy and cool, and we'd moved to Dallas, and that just felt – Yeah, y'all moved from Austin to Dallas. Yeah, yeah. it just all felt – I don't know, extra – and we just have scaled it back. We're in a local church. Yeah. There's still, you know, a lot of people coming, but it's going to feel even, right? Not quite, really but close. yeah. It's just that it feels more like us. It just yeah. feels a little bit more humble. Last year was beautiful. It was an ocean of humans. It didn't feel, yeah, it just felt, and again, my biggest heart is connection. And and why is that my biggest heart? It's because I believe that's where life change happens. Yes. I don't, Hold on. Everyone, you hear that ambulance. It's not in your car. Jenny, it's been hysterical. If we don't stop when there's an ambulance, people will tweet me oh, or no. Instagram and be like, I pulled over during the podcast oh, no. because I heard an ambulance. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, <laughs> We're close no. to a hospital. So, um, yeah, so that's, I mean, that that's the stuff that just makes you feel alive about all this is the simplifying and the going back into a local church. Because I'm always thinking, what's going to last? Like, what's, mm. you know, I mean, I, I, I look at all of it and I'm like, okay, what what is going to matter when, you know, 50 years from now. I think that's why we still write books, honestly. It's why I know I like I, it better. Yes. We haven't abandoned the slow process. It's why I haven't abandoned the slow process of books because I have books on my shelves that are hundreds of years old. Do you think I mean, I think you could last oh, for hundreds of years. I can't. Ima- I, I, I have don't no know. idea that any of my books will, but I God, know let that it be. books do. Let it be. They you know do. what doesn't happen is this podcast won't sit on someone's shelf That's right. in 2075. That's right. You're exactly right. And I think, I mean, gosh, my first book came out eight years ago. And, you know, this week, you know, I'll get pictures of it. Yes. And people reading it Find for it the, for first, the first, time. first time. So that is true. And that I there's nothing else that. like that. Yeah. Um, but and it's a way to disciple people, right? I mean, ultimately, all these things are just tools to help people in their faith and help people maybe encounter God for the first time, or or maybe you know grow in a situation where they've had a stronghold or a place where they can't get free and they can't yeah. move forward. So I do believe in tools, and yeah. I think you know I look at if and and it's a tool too that people right. use and hopefully is a spark. Yeah, and, and I just love the that question: What will last? 
Yeah. I mean, just feels we've done, we've been real intentional on the show you have on yours as well to think through as we're going from 2019 to 2020, we're not only changing years, we're changing decades. You get, you get to make a decision about what this decade looks like. What will last? Yeah. What will last? I mean, that is such it's a going core really fast. question yeah. of, of how we shape what we want to do next. Mm-hmm. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation with Jenny to tell you about our friends at indeed.com. When you start your hiring process, you may have questions. Will you find good applicants to choose from? What about education and experience? And how will you know if you've made the right hire? Indeed is here to help. Millions of great candidates use Indeed every day to find their next opportunity. You can post a job in minutes and use screener questions to help create your short list of applicants fast. Also, add skills tests to your job posts so you can be confident in your applicants' abilities. Their library of more than 50 skills tests ranges from industry-specific skill tests like accounting to general aptitude tests like critical thinking. Indeed gives you the smart tools to make hiring decisions quickly and to be confident that you're making the right hire for your team. Post your job today at indeed.com slash sounds fun and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. That's indeed.com slash sounds fun. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply and the offer is valid through March 31st, 2020. So do it, indeed.com slash sounds fun. What is your hope for if gathering this year that's different than any other year? I think people get to a place in their faith, whether they've walked with God for a long time or they've just kind of considered faith or go to church like once a year or whatever, where it feels kind of like religion yeah. and they don't feel connection with Jesus. And my hope is that they walk out and they're like, I like Jesus. I like and Jesus him. likes yes. me. Yes. Like, he likes me. and. And I like him, and mm-hmm. I that because that for me has always been motivating. Like we're yeah. both sevens, and so I, I mean, I'd love to say like my discipline trumps all, and I am, you know, <laughs> but I'm just not that girl. And I, when I see myself pulling away from God or not meeting with Him or not being disciplined with my life, my first question is, what have I started to believe about God that makes me not want to meet with Him? Because yeah. whatever that is, is not true. Yes. And and so much of it lately for me has been Jesus likes me. Like I am mm. not a disappointment. I am not too much for him. Like there's a there's a sense of just he likes me. He delights yeah. over me. I had a friend do healing prayer with me. Yeah. A few years ago. Or no, it's been in the last year. And it was so massively freeing. And in so Can many you define ways. Define what healing prayer is for people who've never I heard cannot. that before. I know. <laughs> it is it is basically looking at your life, it's kind of like counseling slash prayer. So you go back and look at points in your life and you really pray over them. And yes. if there's any stronghold or there's any place where you're like, you know what? I started believing a lie then. You pray against it. And, yeah. and you just you just work. It's basically deep, deep prayer of just yes. working through like what are the places that, that you're not believing God? What are the lies you've kind of accidentally, you know, come upon? So I know people are going to be like, well, I don't even know if there's a book about it. I'd never been through it before yeah. until anyway. I don't want to say who because sure, sure, sure. people like go after them. Try to find yeah, it. yeah. Until the until the person who was trained. I mean, it is there. Yes, is, you can can't just go. Sozo. I'm going to do healing prayer. Like S-O-Z-O I would love. O is one thing people can okay. look up. Sozo is like an international okay. healing prayer ministry. Yeah, and I don't know much about it, but I know that one thing that that came out of that season for me was that I look back at myself in high school when I first started following Jesus. And there was a, a joy and a lightness. And there was, you know, she, she she was like, "What? how did God view you? And I was like, and I said this, I can't even believe I'm going to say this on a podcast. I said that I was his favorite. Yeah. And because that's so narcissistic sounding. No. But, but I think that something about that relationship being so personal for me yeah. that I talked to him all the time. Like yeah. he wanted to hear from me. I I literally, I mean, I remember being on the bus in college and and literally talking to him about everybody on the bus and walking to class and being like, God, you know, so-and-so is, I'm going to spend time with her later today. What do you think she needs? Like I talked to him and I swear, I know this is controversial, but I feel like he just t- talked back. And no, it wasn't an audible voice, but I just kind of... Since like, okay, I'm supposed to do this next. And yeah. and I think I lost some of that in the pressure of ministry and the walking with God for so long. And and I think I just had I think And what, when real life disappoints you, that kind of switches that stuff up too. Yeah? yeah. No or no. Was that not played into it? 
I should disappointment that- and sadness has always brought me closer to Jesus. What what started, I think, to erode that relationship was pressure. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. I just was asking. Disappointment, like when I look back at seasons of like my best friend's massive stroke when we yeah. walked through that for, you know, Sarah for yeah. years and and just I, I look back at really dark moments and I'm like, those moments have like caused me to come back to Jesus. Mm. So so it really was more of Faith became ministry yeah. and work. Yeah. And I didn't know how to like get back just Jenny and Jesus. And and I feel like I am. And it's just, it's such a, it's so delightful again. And I just, I like him and I don't feel this, I don't know. I just, I don't feel this pressure with him like I used to feel. Yeah. And I don't You're know where that came from. download that into us at if. You're going to give us some of how you got there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I just think that. I love the sentence, and I like him, and he likes me. Yeah. I mean, I think I think probably all of us deal with 50% of that every day, one of the other. Either you don't like him because of stuff that— That's right. —is going on in and, the world. And or, suffering seasons have definitely brought some of that. Yeah. yeah. Or you think he doesn't like— if Right. He knows what I did yesterday. He, there's no yeah. way he likes me today. Yeah. Or I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing today, and, you know. Yeah. Um, I love you talking about hearing God. We talk about hearing God all the time here because yeah. everybody's so different. Yeah. That to, I mean, Chris Rice was on and was like, I don't hear God. He was like, I don't get up. He said, I don't get up in the morning and put my feet on the ground and wonder if it's going to be there. He was like, the ground's just always there. God's always there. Yeah. I was like, that's so different than my experience yeah. of listening to the Lord. Yeah. So tell me why Get Out of Your Head was the right next book for you to write. So... I don't know if you know this or not. I probably told you this. The season for me of a year and a half of wrestling with doubt. Yeah. So middle of the night, I am waking up every night and I am asking questions like, is God real? Does this matter? Is this like in college or is this like five years ago or like this is last like year? Two years ago. Yeah. Okay. For I eight, think people need to hear that. I just, for 18 months. Yeah. yeah. And it, it the precursor to that, which I write about in the book is pretty um, obvious that it's spiritual attack, right? Um, if something happens where it's very dramatic, but it um, it's very clear looking back that that was those eighteen months were spiritual attack, and my faith is eroded into that. I mean, it it got to a place where I was panicky, yeah. like I was starting. I felt it like my faith in the daylight because it was always at night. I woke up every night at three a.m. And every I would, night, every night. Oh, Jamie. I still do pretty much. <gasps> what? It's it's gotten way better, and I don't have um, paralyzing fear of death in the middle of the night anymore. But I hate this. This is this sounds fun podcast. No, this like, is <laughs> this is exactly what we're doing. Okay, we have to um, tell the truth. They know we're both sevens. Yep. So yeah, I don't want to, and I hated writing about it. It's funny. After I wrote it, I have read it once. I don't. I won't it. ever read it again. Yeah. I mean, I could cry thinking about it, like that it's out there and that it's in people's hands right now because it was just that dark and scary for me, and I hate yeah. it. I just, I hate that I got that low. I hate that I didn't tell people that love me. I hate that because I'm pretty vulnerable. Did Zach know? No. I mean, you share a bed with him, and he didn't know you were waking up that much. He knew I woke up every night. He didn't know that I was questioning my faith to that extreme. Yeah. I don't think I know, knew. And and looking back, you know, what I say is that um, all of us have toxic thoughts. All of us have spiraling toxic thoughts. Why I start with such a dramatic story is you very clearly see the problem of a toxic thought Mm -hmm. like doubt left undone for 18 months without me bringing anyone into it. That's very (laughs) obviously dangerous and dark. And and so I start with that story, but all of us are letting thoughts like that go in our mind that are shaping us. And that, that are yes, and we're not, yep. and we don't see it like it is, like Scripture tells us it is, which is war. Yeah. And I mean, you you think about you know, obviously the book talks about take every thought captive, which is a verse in Second Corinthians that I've known since I wrestled with an eating disorder in college. Like yeah. that's when that verse like jumped off the page to me. I was like, take every thought cop- captive. I could have power over my thoughts. I didn't know I could have power over my thoughts. Right. And so fast forward it, and now over time, I think evil came for me in a way that I didn't see coming. And I didn't, it was quiet and sneaky. And if I would have, if I would have, like, in fact, months and months later, when I finally say it out loud, I said it first to my small group, and then secondly, I said it to Ann Foskamp, and we were in Uganda, and, and when I said it out loud, I was like, this is ludicrous, like, ludicrous and that's what Anne was like you're 
you are so full of faith. I don't even know what to do with what you're telling me. Right. And yet I I was by the time I was saying it out loud, I was saying it out loud because I was I was scared. I was I had because if God wasn't real, then I was like it fades to black. And what what am I doing? I mean, just right. it's morbid, but that's where I lived. And yes. and immediately when I said it out loud, my next thought was uh, after I was like, this is ludicrous. My next thought was, this is spiritual attack. But until I said but it out, eighteen months, I didn't think of it as spiritual. I didn't. It, I would have fought it. Sure. And so that's why oh I wrote gosh. the book. Is I'm like, golly, like if, after this, and I and that was one of the reasons I did that healing prayer. After I walked through, I mean, we we prayed and fasted. It was pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, and I feel bad telling you that because you're one of my good friends. But I just, you know, we're just doing life yes. and we're trying Don't to survive. Lie. And but it was it was pretty bad. And and so, but I do. I mean, I'm so free now. And I mean, I woke up last night at four, prayed, worship. Now I like pray for uh, for people. I mean, it's a whole different experience now because I fight and I've. Do you get up out of bed and go somewhere else? Um, if it, if I can't, there? if I can't go back to sleep, I do. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Lots of times I get up and I'll read my Bible or do something. But I don't. Yeah, it is not like it used to be. And and I have complete freedom from that. And I I think that's my hope is how many of us. So when I so I did all the research. I mean, I did all the neural research. And and you know these are just some like basic stats that are fascinating. Uh, we have nine thousand to sixty thousand thoughts a day. Oh my gosh, nine to sixty. That's a wide I'm definitely the sixty thousand. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm on the top half. But and, and there's people that you're like, oh, he's part of the nine. <laughs> he, I say he. Uh, my husband is like, yeah, I have nine and my wife has sixty. He was like, your claim to expertise on this book is that you have more thoughts than any human that has yeah. ever lived. And then the next thing is AS, let's see, seventy percent of those thoughts are negative. Oh my gosh. That's just science. Yeah. Uh eighty-five percent of those thoughts are repetitive from the day before. Oh, my gosh. So we are having repetitive, negative thoughts all our lives. Yeah, your whole life. You're doing it and every day. And we don't day. even notice. Yeah. We're just in it. And so what? why I wrote the book was it scared me. I was like, this is a war that most of us don't even know we're fighting. Yeah. And we're not even fighting. We are passive recipients right. of whatever the enemy wants to That's say. That's right. And he is a liar. And that verse, when I, I mean, now when I read it, it gives me the because And not really because I'm, I'm very aware of the power I have over him because uh-huh. of Jesus. But it gives me the EBGVs because I'm like, that's what happened to me for so long. But I didn't even realize it was happening. Yes. And so on every level, whether it's insecurity, fear, anxiety, and we walk through cynicism, just things Man, that I think erode. cynicism is so dangerous. And I feel it in me. Oh, yeah. And I think that is so scary. Yeah. Yeah, my girls in the office, they they were working, you know, as I would write things that I'd run it by them. Yeah. And, and they were like, yeah, we don't struggle with cynicism. And they were, it's a really joyful office yeah. and really happy place to be. And I was like, that's cute. And so I built a little, like, test. I was like, uh-huh. okay. <laughs> so these are the questions I wrote to yeah. my team. And then afterwards, all 15 of them were like, I'm cynical. I know. Um, do you get annoyed when people are optimistic? That's kind of an obvious one. Yeah. When someone is nice to you, do you wonder what that person wants? Mm. Do you constantly feel misunderstood? When things are going well, are you waiting for the bottom to fall out? Do you quickly notice people's flaws? Do you worry about getting taken advantage of? Are you guarded when you meet someone new? Do you wonder why people can't just get their act together? Are you often sarcastic? That one, actually, I don't think I wrote that one because I am constantly sarcastic. (laughs) My love language. It's the love language of our house. We had to teach our poor adopted son to be sarcastic. But I have struggled with cynicism. I think that was part of like the inroads to my doubt, right? Yes. Is that I... I think so for me too. I think I I let doubt in by questioning things. When I look back at my college self and that girl that was like so full of faith and so connected to Jesus, she just she just loved God. Yeah. And it wasn't complicated for her. Right. And I think that's like my my new 80-year-old goal is to become who I was at 18 in that way, you know, in my yeah, faith way. Yeah. I've just like to keep coming back to like the simple in love with Jesus, you know. So there's someone listening, a man or a woman who is doesn't doesn't sleep well at night, yeah, because they're working through the same stuff. Yeah, what should they do so that it whether it's been eighteen months or whether it's night three or whether it's been years, what do they do now? So I mean, the premise of the book is that we all have toxic thoughts. Yeah, that this is the spiral that we're all in, and the first thing. I mean, when I when I read that verse, take every thought captive. It's like, well, how on earth? I'm doing the research too. I'm like. 
9,000, for me, probably 120,000 uh-huh, thoughts. Like, uh-huh. how am I supposed to take every thought captive? And it was, okay, what if we boil this down to one thought? What if we took one thought captive? Uh-huh. Could we do that? And that felt much more doable. And so the thought that that we take captive that I believe changes every other thought is I have a choice. Mm that I'm not a victim to my thoughts, that I am in charge of them, that I get to interrupt it. Now, I'm not talking about mental illness and I'm not talking about chemical imbalance. There is real stuff that people are fighting that is chemical, that it is not as simple as just saying, I have a choice. Yeah. But I'm talking to those of us and even those with mental illness, I think this discipline and science would tell you redirection and interrupting your thoughts does help. Yes. I mean, it is something yeah. that we all need to practice. Right. I do this with my son, you know, who will start to spiral mm-hmm. with anxiety and I interrupt his thoughts and I'm like, let's go to Sonic. You know, I'm yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I pull him up and out with something that redirects him. I love that you're like, not like, let's worship, let's go to Sonic. Yes, yeah. let's go to Sonic yes. and then we'll talk about it That's later. Because right. right. sometimes we just need to interrupt. Like, we just need the, okay. And so, what's the spiral? I think first we've got to, and part of this is something you've probably done to you a lot of, which is mind mapping. Like, what are the thoughts you're having? People don't yeah. even know what they're thinking about. I mean, they, I wasn't aware I was thinking about those things yeah. or I would have fought them better. So I think it starts with like understanding what are you thinking about and like starting to journal and like think through, you know what, these are my thoughts. And I'll have uh, women do this when I speak about this. I'll, I'll have them write all their thoughts. It's hysterical. Normally you give people an activity and like they'll do it and everybody finishes at different times. Yeah. Every time I have to interrupt the whole room. Oh, I'm sure. They will not stop. They are writing their thoughts and writing their thoughts and write. It's like their thoughts are fascinating to them. They, yeah. they haven't thought about it they ever and they can't thoughts. stop because yeah. there's so many. And so thinking about what you think about and then, and then, no, it's, and this is where I'm not a self-help person. Yeah. I read all the self-help books and I felt so, it felt so short to me because I was at war at yeah. 3 a.m. This yeah. wasn't a situation of, of sleep apnea or what's it called? Sleep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's not that, it's not as simple as negative thoughts. I was at war and, and nobody told me that. Like nobody grabbed me by the shoulders and said, okay, how is the enemy coming for you in your mind? Mm-hmm. It's the greatest farce because he can, he is coming for us everywhere in our minds. We're not talking about it. We're not sharing our thoughts. We'll confess sin, but we don't talk about what we're thinking about. Right. And so he's got us, you know, and that's what I say is, you know, I was alone in the dark with the devil and he told me whatever the hell he wanted. Mm. And, and that's, I think a lot of us is we are just, you know, if he is a liar. And he is. (laughs) Then we have we have listened and nobody said otherwise. Yeah. And so you bring people in, you confess, you tell them, you you show that list to other people, you you, you be honest about it. Yeah. Um, and because even I, I would say to people, and you know this really well, you don't need to take a list and go, I know all these are wrong thoughts because you actually don't know. That's the, yeah. that's part of the problem. Right. Is, is that it's oh, hard yeah. to go to friends because you go, well, I don't actually know. Am I an example that I've had in my history? Am I single because of blah, 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 blah? Mm. Oh, I'm single Annie. because of. And so then you go, well, how do I confess that to someone? Because what if it's true? Oh. But So that's what you have to do is you have to take that whole list and slide it to someone you trust and go, walk me through what's true and false on this. That is so powerful because that is the way he's got us is we have shame over our thoughts. Yes. So we don't say them out loud. And then we're in the dark and nobody can tell us the truth. And, you know, and and one thing we do in the book that is, I think, helpful is what does it look like? What is true? You know, but the problem is for a lot of people, their their reality, like mine was, I was so, at the time, I was so worried. I was just sending Connor to college when I was writing this and I was so consumed with worry about him. And so I would chase to what is true mm-hmm. and in that worry. And the worry was... He's going to make bad decisions. He's going to date a girl I don't like and marry her. He's gonna, like I had these little worries that yeah. were like, so what if that happens? And what if that happens? And somehow it ended up with him in prison. Oh, good. Know? Sure. Yeah. Fine. But it wasn't true. But somebody listening, that is true. Yeah. Their son isn't. So, so sometimes it's, it's not like we can just take every toxic thought and worry and fear and say, oh, it's not. You know, it's just, not I'm not talking about like putting right. the hard stuff under the rug. I'm I'm saying whatever is true, God is still bigger and better. Yeah. And and my joke is, we would go do prison ministry together. Like right, you know, right. like we'd figure it out. We'd right. survive, and and he'd survive, and yeah. he would have you know, 
a more need for God. And, and that, you know, so it's, it's just, it's chasing to its end what is, what is ultimately true. What is true in this world is there is brokenness. What is true in my body, in my mind, there is brokenness. What is true in my family, there is brokenness. But there's still a better story that's, mm-hmm. that's bigger. And how do we, like, choose to focus on that? And that's why self-help felt so short. It's like I, you know, all the self-help books were like, you know, it's a lie. But yeah. their truth was you're awesome. Your right. truth is like, and I was like, well, that's not true. Like, I know I'm not. Like, I, I'm not confused on that point. And so it never felt like self-esteem was a good answer mm-hmm. when I just knew I'm not, I'm selfish. I am prideful. I am constantly um, struggle with cynicism. And, you know, I know I'm not saying that that I don't have gifts and I'm redeemed and all that. I'm just saying I am awesome is not, it just didn't, it didn't sit with my soul. Yeah, you know, it just didn't, right. it didn't resonate. And so, yeah, that's why I love God is I feel like he, he sits with my soul, yeah. you know, he, he, he is better and he, and any fear or any anxiety I've ever taken to him, it's like, well, you actually have an answer. Mm-hmm. You actually I, have hope. My counselor a couple of years ago gave me this pattern to what, I mean, it's mind mapping where we go, yeah, what if that does happen? Then what? Okay. So <laughs> if that does happen, then what? And, and literally I walk myself all the way to the end of every, of every big fear that comes up not about God's existence, mm-hmm. but with the baseline is God's true and real and who, who he says he is, then I can walk to the end of every fear. And the end is, okay, I because the, the end used to be, I'll be okay. And I'm like, I'm not sure I'll be okay. What I do know at the end is God's still God. And, and he and I will survive this. Mm. My body may not survive this. Right. My other relationships may not survive this, but God and I for eternity will survive this. And sometimes, literally, Jenny, that's the only hope I have. And get a better hope than that, right? I mean, <laughs> there, what, what, what else? That? And that's what I found in all these books. It was like, oh, it, it, it got to the point. Like, there's a lot of science in this book, but it's to back up the fact that God built our brains. Yeah. And the Bible is true. Yeah. You can take every thought captive. It's scientifically proven. Like, we are, every neuro book will tell you that. You can build new pathways. You can change your brain. Like, all of these books say that. That's what scripture says. Yeah. When I led this as a Bible study locally in my local church, um, which I did always do first, and I finished the Bible study, the number one thing girls were coming up to me saying was, I didn't know I had power over my thoughts, mm. which is terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying that we don't know that. Yeah, because here's a here's a question, Jenny. There are so many of us, I am 100% in this category, where I will have a barrage of negative thoughts or I will have a couple of weeks that I feel like I'm drowning. How how do you know the difference between being surrounded by negative thoughts and having a mental illness? Mm. I think, so this is a great question. When Zach walked through, I, I've, I have taken medicine at times yeah. for anxiety. I have uh, members of my family that have as well. My husband specifically, Zach, walked through a pretty deep, dark depression. And it was years long and required medicine and praise God for it. And he would say that he felt like he was at the bottom of the ocean and everybody was up top and he could see him, but he couldn't get there. Mm. So he wanted to breathe and he wanted to live and he wanted to get there, but he couldn't get there. There was no, he couldn't. Every, I mean, my husband, he is so disciplined. He's a three. Yeah. He's, he just, I he love is, your husband. He is literally just one of the best men yeah. I've ever met. I agree. And he is faithful as all get out. He just does the right thing because it's the right thing. Like, he, that's the kind of guy he is. And he couldn't. And I mean, I watched it and it was, it was, oh, I mean, it was, it was horrible to watch. Yeah. Was he like stay in bed kind of depressed or was uh, he still having to do some of life or both? They gave him a sabbatical yeah. at that point because it was so bad. And, I mean, he did the work. He was in counseling. He was with other leaders that have walked through it. Yeah. But I mean, it was there were there were days, yeah. Yeah. But he would say what medicine did for him was over time, and it was not immediate. But what it did over time was it got him to the surface. Yeah. So it didn't mean that all his problems were solved mm-hmm. because he now he could breathe and now he could think and now he could interact, but. It got him to the surface to be able to go to counseling, to be able to work through the things, to be able to pray, to be able to tell me what he's feeling. Like he was pretty shut down and paralyzed for a while. So, and I'm not saying it should get to that point before you get medicine, but if it is at that point where you're like, I am paralyzed and I don't know 
how to, like, counseling isn't going to even help. So in that regard, I think you've got to, you know, my counselor always says you you'd get from point A to B either way if you're doing the work. Medicine will just shorten the path. Yeah, it'll just kind of lighten. And the I path. would say yeah. he would say it was so dark he couldn't have gotten to A to B. Yeah, and that's some people, you know. And so, and what do so, you do if you're at home? Listen to this. You're doing your dishes. You're out on your walk, and your husband is in that place. Oh, that's such a good question. Or your wife, because there are men listening whose wives. I think it's the most loving thing to do to say, "Hey, let's go to counseling." And no, he made my husband at first. He said no. He did. Then that wasn't when we started going to counseling year, you know, early years of marriage. So that counseling by the time he oh, walked like into that's my like, vows. oh yeah, don't worry. Oh, when yeah. he gets here, we're going to be like, oh, we immediately start yes, counseling. We don't we don't move to a city without knowing who our <laughs> no, counselor is going to be. No, 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 that's so, exactly right. Um, so that's not a that's not a problem now. But right. but at first, when we in our marriage, when I realized we've got to have this, like yeah. uh, we're not we're not doing well, you know, and I was just willing to go alone and and. And I think, you know, one one thing I had uh, Dr. Townsend on the podcast, and, and I loved this analogy. Yes, he said, we're going to link to this episode because it's good. He said, hey, there's th- your neighbor. If their plumbing goes out, you are over there helping them, you know, do everything you can to make sure everything doesn't get wet and, and giving them the name of a plumber. But you can't fix their plumbing. Like, they've got to choose to fix their plumbing. And I think we need to view ourselves like that. While mm. while we're married, and one, we're still two different people. And I can't control him, and I can't fix his plumbing. He had to decide to do that. And praise God, he is he chose. But I can run over there and, like, love him and be there to, you know. And, and he would say during that season, the thing I gave him was the space to be in it. Like, yeah. I didn't try to fix him. I didn't try to rush him out of it. I didn't try to rush him to counseling. I knew he was talking to people. He rarely talked to me about it, but I was there if he needed to. Yeah. But he did the work. And and I think I was there with the rags to like make sure our kids were okay and make sure that he had food and make sure that he never got so dark that it was dangerous. I remember yeah. different times like giving friends a hint, like, hey, take him to lunch. Like yeah. he needs you this week. Um, I would I'd do that kind of thing. But I but I never saw it as a codependent thing where I'm sad because he's sad. Yeah. All that time, if gathering was happening. I was writing, I was I was leading, and I was okay. Yeah. And praise God for that, right? And right. he would say that. He would be like, I'm so glad you didn't fall into my, you know, sinkhole. Yeah. And oh, for goodness sakes, I'm the one usually in the sinkhole. He's like the most steady human ever. <laughs> like yeah. this is his like one little blip because he's just such a steady, like he's just not extra emotional. I like yeah. I had a sinkhole like last week. So, you know, <laughs> that's, that's my story. Do you know that's kind of one of my fears about getting married, Jenny? is I'm afraid that when I have someone that I can totally depend on, that I'm kind of going to fall apart. Li- Sorry, guy listening that I'm going to end up marrying. But I just feel like I've, I have, because I've been an Annie so long, I have been, I don't get to fall apart. I cannot wait till you fall apart. I, I, but I'm like, hey, guys, Sorry. You just no. may, we just may have like a, nope. a couple of weeks where I'm not very good at life because I've held it together, right? Does that make sense? I'm a little concerned for him for that that two-week window. No. You know what? That man is going to love you falling apart. Wow. And he's going to be safe to do it. Yeah. And if he's not, you send him to Zach. Safe. Yeah. I'll tell you. That's right. I will say, either way, I'm sending him to yes. Zach. Zach has to give the check. Yep. There's about 19 husbands right. that have to check off on yep. this dude. And Zach, Zach is will toward the top of the one. list. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I just think that is one of the... That is one interesting thing about thoughts and mental wellness and how do you balance everything for single people is if we stop going to work or if we fall apart, who there is no one else to take care yeah. of things. And so and so it 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 feels like I maybe don't have as good a pulse on my own self because I'm the only one who sees me. Yeah. On a day-to-day basis. And I have I a think, counselor. I have close friends. I have you. Yes. There are people I think, who see me. I think That's you're not good I mean, at being but. seen. You are I, like, one of my favorite things about you and one reason I feel so close to you is because you, you're you good at – like whenever we are together or on the phone or on Voxer, you say this is what's happening and there's not a pretense, there's not a guard and I feel – Yeah, that's true. I tell you Close the truth. to you and I feel like I know you and I know what you're struggling with and – I think, I mean, if there's something we can say to encourage everybody, whether you're single or married, I mean, honestly, Zach isn't always the person I fall apart to. Mm. I mean, I, I think we just need several people that are in our lives that are safe that that we can just, you know, and I I think about emotions yeah. as 
our cue that we need to do it, right? So mm-hmm. when we feel anxiety, when we feel fear, when we feel um, anger, when we feel sadness, that that's I've learned that that's kind of a cue to pick up the phone or to grab a lunch date. And sometimes I'm saying to the person, I don't know what's wrong, mm-hmm. but I need to process because I'm more of a verbal processor. I need to process what's wrong because I'm tired of feeling this way. Yes. And I think that's that's a cue I've had to learn to listen to and not just go through life and pretend everything's okay. Yeah. And I think that's those are the happiest people. Yes. So while you and may I think not that have, is an unrealistic the beauty of getting married later in life is I've gotten a bunch of right. unrealistic expectations out of the way about yep. what this guy's gonna be. Yep. But the fall apartness probably is still a little bit of an unrealistic expectation that I will figure out really I can't soon. Wait. Yeah. I just can't. I think it's the safety of a relationship that doesn't go away. Yeah. I think that's what you're craving that yeah. is is true about marriage, hopefully. For, yeah. for not for everyone, but hope it's it should the be understanding true. of marriage, yes. right? Whether it ends up it being be true, true or not, it should yeah. be true. Okay, so get out of your head releases tomorrow. So it's it's in hands. Oh my gosh. You ready? I'm so nervous. <laughs> I really do feel sick when I think about it, but only because only because no other book I've ever written has been such a warfare book where it's yeah. like I mean, during it, you want to hear a great story. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm writing it. I get to the end of a chapter. I write the words. I'm by myself. I write the words, bring it, devil, exclamation point. Oh, gosh. And I sat back, and I was like, what did I just do? Like, I'm looking around, and I get a call. I get a text. And a few minutes later from Lisa Turkhurst. Yeah. And she says, Jenny, your website is an Asian porn site. <gasps> like JennyAllen.com had boobies on it. Oh, oh my gosh. Jenny, Within the Jenny. hour of writing that sentence. And so part of me like is launching this book and I'm like, <laughs> who? Like it's kind of this feeling of like, we're going to war. I think yeah. we are going to like the deepest, darkest place where the enemies had You're us right. captive. And I can't wait for people because they're going to get free. But I also am like, hang on. Like it, yeah. it is, it is war. And, and, and yet we are, we have, we get to win because That's of God. Right. Like That's right. that, that is the confidence I have. And so when I wake up in the middle of the night now, I'm not afraid. I'm, I'm not. Mm. I, and if I ever start to doubt now, I talk back. I'm like, get away from me. Like, mm. no, God is more powerful. Like Jesus Christ is more powerful. Like I'll, I'll use his name in my bedroom because I, I'm, not, I'm never going to go there again. Not with that. I'm not saying I won't have another one, but another spiral that, that gets me that I didn't see coming, but not with that but one. Not that one. I will fight. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited for people, for people to, to hear that that interruption is good for when your thoughts are off, when you're walking into a situation you don't want, when you're yep. what we would call sin, when you're about to, you need to get in an Uber instead of going over there. Yeah. Or you need to close your computer and not Google what you're about to Google. Yep. Or you need to walk away that's from right. that's like I if have a you choice. Will just interrupt yourself. Yep. And go. I mean, there are times where if I'm about to get myself in a bad spot, where with whether it's for anybody, whether it's drinking or eating or yep. people or Clay um, Scroggins said anything can be a drug, right? Which is true. Whatever your drug of choice is, yep. if you are walking toward it and you don't want to, just interrupt yourself Yes. and see what happens. See if yes. you can get out of it. So it's for your thoughts, yeah. but it's also for your behaviors. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, the spiral is thoughts turn into emotions, emotions turn into behaviors and behaviors of impact relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's everybody's spiral. That's our reality. Yeah. And so our thoughts matter more than we get, you know, we ever give it credit for yeah. because yeah, it's gonna bump into our lives. But I'm excited. I'm excited for people to be more free. I hope it's helpful. That's my big thing. I just yeah. want things to be helpful. Yeah. So well, I, hope it is. I um you make stuff that lasts. Mm. And I'm Thank really you. grateful. You have as a friend, but also as an author and a preacher and a podcaster, you have changed my life. So mm. I'm very, very thankful love for you. you. I love you too. Okay. The last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun. What do you do for fun? My friend, that's a seven. Oh my gosh. Well, right now it is anything with my big kids. Yeah. I mean, I my college son, he was just home for Christmas. And I'm telling you, he walks in the door and I, every time I break out into a smile and I can't quit smiling. <laughs> And so with him, I mean, they are both really fun. And he's close fun. to you now geographically, right? Y'all yeah, are a lot closer. I mean, like two and a half hours. Oh, I thought he was in Dallas. No, he transferred to AM and he's oh, breaking okay. my heart. But okay. but still, I yeah. mean, it's it's where he's supposed to be. It's all good. Yeah. Um, so he walks in the door and, I mean, you know, we adventure. Like we 
we will go, we just, we just went and stayed, so random, we just went and stayed in an RV. <laughs> uh, did you? Yes. And you loved it. And we loved it. I mean, it was, I don't love it. Like, yeah. I didn't sleep great. But <laughs> but he likes to hunt and fish and all this stuff. And I'm like. So all six of y'all did? Yes. <laughs> I mean, you're killing the parenting teenager game. I mean, you oh, are. It well. seems to be so many of y'all. Rebecca said, Rebecca Lyons says this. Uh, Sophie Hudson says this. Melanie Shankle. A lot of y'all who have yep. teen preteens or teenagers are like, y'all just hang on. Hatmaker says this, that it's getting better. Oh. Having teenagers is even better. And you know, them going to college, I, I was prepared for my entire life to be over. Sure. And he is just, I mean, he comes home. Yeah. And, and that's why, I mean, like my two pieces of advice for for parents is make sure that they like God yeah. and make sure they like you. Because if that, those two things are intact, like they might make mistakes and they might turn, you know, they might struggle, but you'll you'll stay a part of their lives yeah. and they'll be okay. Yeah. And and I think that's where we are right now is just watching them become adults and, and they like us and thankfully we get to stay a part of their lives. And mm-hmm. um, it's so fun. I mean, it's just, it's so fun. I so love it. They're well, my happy fun thing right now. I, they are a very happy fun thing. Yeah. Oh, friends, don't you love her? Oh, my gosh. Every time she's on the show, it's like such a um, a shot in the arm of power and energy, but also so calming. And her new book, Get Out of Your Head, is absolutely worth it. It's worth buying. It's worth having. It's worth reading and sharing with your friends. So make sure you go ahead today and order your copy of Get Out of Your Head. Hey, and don't forget, next weekend, February 7th and 8th, is the IF Gathering, and you can plug in to an IF local in your city and be there. It is absolutely one of my favorite events of the year. So make sure you're a part of If Gathering. You can learn more at ifgathering.com or iflocal.com. And make sure you give Jenny a follow on Instagram, Twitter, all the places. Tell her thanks for being on the show and how much this conversation meant to you. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. That is how you can find me if you need me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. And we'll see you back here on Thursday. Get ready. Long awaited, long dreamed of. Beth Moore is here on Thursday. Y'all, y'all just get ready. We'll see you back here.